It's time for the Greg Campy Show, presented by RJ's Pub. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Of course, he is the coach, Greg Campy. Camp, how are you, man? Yeah, I'd been a lot better if we'd won Saturday. I agree. But, you know, I, I was thinking driving over here that I, there's no shame in, in that game in that, you know, you have to – they're a very good team. Maybe one through five, the most talented team uh, in the league. And they had an unbelievable night. I mean, they had a 28% three-point shooter start the game five for five from the three. They had another – and he ended up five for six. They had a, another guy go seven for ten. Uh, you know, 12, 12 of uh, 16 from the three from two guys is, is you know, you're going to win a lot of games doing that. And and they, they you know, made them at big big times. Um, and the thing I like most about it is that, you know, we battled and we never gave up and we battled ourselves back into the game. And we made – there were two key plays during our run that I think ended up costing us winning the game and it and like I told the team after the game that not criticizing any of the players that might have taken that shot or that you just you don't lose you learn and you had to learn from what we did but <clears throat> we had a three-on-one in the middle of that run where we got a steal and we didn't score Jalen didn't come to a two-footed stop in transition and their kid blocked it and then our other guys didn't follow the play you know you've got to believe in that situation that he could miss and you can't let a, one defender block a shot and get the rebound also. And that, that really hurt us. We overcame it. Then we scored. We got another stop. We scored. We got another stop and a steal. Cut a 17-point lead to four with nine minutes to go. And we threw the ball up in the corner right in front of my bench and, uh, and fired a transition three. And the reason, the reason from a coaching standpoint that that's not a good shot is, you know, Rocket had just made a three, and I know he was feeling it, and I know that, you know, the crowd was, I mean, the crowd was unbelievable. That During that stretch back in the game is one of the loudest I've ever heard our crowds. I mean, it was for not even being a full house. You know, we've, right. had, we've had great crowds and full houses, and we always preached to our recruits how loud it is in our place, but it was unbelievably loud at the time. And they were panicking. They were, I mean, they turned it over 21 times. They were in an absolute panic. They were struggling just to catch the ball. And we had the when when you're in that situation, the other team's really never going to score unless a great player on the other team makes a play, or you do something. I don't want to use the word stupid, but you do something that allows them to score. A bad foul, bad call by an official, uh, a turnover at an inopportune time when you've got all the momentum. And we came down and fired a one-pass transition three that we had no chance of rebounding when we had been scoring on every possession, getting the ball to Trey, kickouts, you know, Rockets Rockets three was on a play out of a sideline. The ball had gone out of bounds with seven seconds to go on a shot clock, and we ran a play, and he, he made it, you know. We were scoring in the offense. We were scoring through transition turnovers at the rim, and we took a one-shot three, and the worst three you can take in that situation from a coaching standpoint is the corner three. Because where does that usually go? Free throw line. 
it, it transits, it hits hard and goes to the free throw line, and you're starting their fast break on the run, and they went down, and they didn't. We had like seven straight stops, and they scored, and that ended that streak. And it's it then they got it up to eight, and then it stayed at, you know, six, eight, six, nine, six, nine, and then with about four minutes to go, uh, that kid hit another three. And they made a little run, and it was over. And our window of opportunity for winning that game was right there. You know, we come down, we score there, we get it to two. Who knows when they're going to score? So those two plays, I think, were the difference. And, again, you learn from it. And if we learn and we're in that situation again, which I hope we aren't, you know, I hope nobody goes. I mean, they were – they threw up two threes in the last minute of the game, uh, you know, with the shot clock going down. If you don't count those two threes, they were 14 to 24 from the three. And our defense going into that game was three-point defense was 28%, and we gave up 56. It's a one-off, you know. It, it's it's going to happen. It, it may happen again during the year. It happens one or two times a year. Um, I say it every year. Every team in the country will play three or four games way above their ability. They'll play three or four games way below their ability. And it just happened. And in our league right now, if you look at our league, it is going to be a dogfight every night. I mean, Robert Morris was a really good team. They're in ninth place. And, you know, we, we struggled. They two dynamic players, yeah, right? I mean, actually three. We were yeah. fortunate that the one kid missed a lot of shots. I mean, he was one for nine from the three. But that's the difference in college basketball. He was one for nine on Thursday night, and a 28% shooter was five for five. You know, I mean, it's just the game. It's not linear, right? You yeah. Know. <laughs> I mean, we can we can say what we want, but in, in the in the big picture, look at what happened this week in the SEC. Tennessee beats South Carolina by 41. South Carolina goes to Kentucky and beats them. Kentucky goes to Tennessee and beats Tennessee. I mean, it just it's college basketball transfer portal era, and you got, I mean, Youngstown State has four players on their team that are in their sixth year of college basketball. It's just a different. I mean, those guys are pros. Pension, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> but those, you know, I mean, normally if it wasn't for COVID and it wasn't all this stuff, those guys would be playing professionally. And that's why you're seeing the, the swings in that in college basketball. Again, just in the Horizon League, we are – just coming this week is the halfway point of the regular season in league play. 20 games, we've all played eight. And through eight games, not a team in our league has won all their home games. And that is unheard of. You know, absolutely unheard of. I mean, just – it. go ahead. Um, <laughs> it's unbelievable that all 11 teams have lost at home. And that's every night in this league – you don't know who's going to win. You're not. You're not going to be able to predict it. And uh, we we just really, as fans and as players and as coaches, we have to the 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 one at a time. You know, get ready for the next game. IUPUI is going to beat somebody. They're going to. And we just can't make. We gotta make sure it's not us. And we just got. We can't. Oh, we won by three, you know, everybody else won by 28 or something like that. They're going to beat somebody, and it, it, we just got to get out of there Thursday with a win, and if we do, everything in the world's good again. We're game out of first place, and we play, and we, we hold our own destiny in our hands. And, you know, 
on December 4th, if, you know, that radio show we had that Monday night, I don't think there's anybody in here that thought that eight games into the league season we'd be sitting here saying we hold our destiny in our hands. So, um, Life moves fast, Camp. And this, this game this year is just crazy. I mean, just crazy. Uh, and then, you know, Detroit has kind of really struggled. Uh, we got them Monday night, but I'm understanding that their whole team's going to play on Monday night for the first time this year. And, of course, we're the 10th game, you know, so we couldn't have played them in the first or third game, you know, when, right. they, when they're missing Liddell and they're missing Stone and things like that. We're going to have to play their whole team. And, you know, that's that's the small differences that there are out there right now. And that's why you got to stay focused. you got to play them one at a time. And uh, you got to make plays. And our, our kids are making plays. I mean, the, the, the uh, Robert Morris game on Thursday night, you know, again, we had a call go against us. You know, a kid flat out traveled, threw the ball out to the top of the key. Guy makes a tough three, and we foul him, and they get a four. They're down two with a minute to go in the game, and they get a four-point play after the kid. I don't know how anybody – and, I mean, you heard everybody in the stadium go, what? You know, I mean, yeah, 3,000 people saw that. How did that kid get from that block to the other side of the block and throw the ball out on uh, out to the top of the key? But it got missed, and it's it's just the breaks. But our guys overcame that again. You know, we came down and, and threw it in the tray. He made a butt basket. We got a stop, threw it in the tray, made two free throws. We got a stop, made two more free throws. You win the game. So the team that's going to win the most close games, the team that's going to overcome the adversity, the team that can weather the storm is going to be the team that wins this thing. And you can get involved in tonight's show. Remember, send us a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy. We got those flying in here tonight. That'll be a long segment, by the way, Cam. So you'll have to uh, you have to show some restraint tonight. In, uh, I'll try and speak quickly. And and you know, I'll coach you up. All right, we've got a special guest tonight too, uh, Brian Borchard. Um and hopefully somebody in here remembers that name. Besides, his daughter's here too. So, we, we, um, <laughs> but Brian played for me in the ni early nineties, ninety-two to ninety-five. And his daughter came to a, a soccer camp today, and he brought her here from Ohio. And he got a chance to see the change in our campus and and how different things are today than when he played. And, I, you know, he made a joke to me. He goes, I should go on your show. And I go, you're damn right you should. You're on it. So you know, there you because go. I, I, I'm gonna, I, he's going to have some stories for you that I think you're really going to enjoy. So. In um, camp, it, it's going to be it's going to be tough to keep this into one segment, too, because there's a lot of stuff. I want to talk to him about and stuff like that and questions about you and, as you said, stories. And remember, too, he played when Mike Malone was on your staff right. who coaches the Denver Nuggets and yeah, was going to coach the All-Star game. And yeah, but Brian didn't like me a whole lot when he was here. Yeah. I'm surprised he still likes me now. But um, <laughs> And we'll talk about that. Well, you know, the, the thing about Brian is he got the coach. Yeah. So he, he actually he coached his first head coaching job. He had a player that Michigan recruited. He told me a story today that uh, – you know, he had been the head coach for two weeks, and Duke called him. And he went to the player and said, who was going to commit to Michigan, and, and asked him, well, would you want to talk to Duke? And the player said no. So the first recruiting call that Brian ever had to make was to tell Duke we're not interested. <laughs> there aren't many coaches in this world that could say <laughs> that, right? Uh, life moves fast, Camp, as, as uh -huh. I said. Uh, but, Camp, real quick, too, and, and, and as we, you brought that up where you're going on the road here, 
uh, like we're we're gonna do four more road games in a row, which has seemed to be the uh, the theme of the season. But camp, once you get through that Robert Morris game, uh, you guys will get the opportunity to close hard. You'll have six of the last eight at the arena. And camp, I mean, look at this look at this place here tonight. There's not a seat to be had here at RJ's. Uh, you talked about how loud the crowd was and everything like that. These fans here, camp, these Golden Grizzlies fans, they're hungry, man, and they're motivated. Yeah, I think that we're a really and for fun. more than season fries yeah. too. Yeah, but I think we're a really fun team to watch. We've got some really, really talented players, and you know, I think we got really good kids too. And I think that has something to do with it. Uh, I was with Brian. We went. I went with him into the uh, soccer dome to watch his daughter play, and then bring him here. And as I was walking out of the dome, three women soccer players went walking by and yelled at me and said, "We can't wait for the next one." You know, it. It's. Uh, uh, you know, I just think it's an exciting time, and we've got a bunch of good kids, and and I think we're, we got a really good team. And and when you start the way we started, I think a lot of people kind of pushed us aside and thought this was going to be a down year. And now all of a sudden, uh, you know, we saw and and we saw our best competition the other night. And I, I don't think there's anybody on our team that walked away from there thinking that you know we can't go to Youngstown in a week and win. No, a- absolutely. Um, I had some questions earlier too, but while this is on my mind. Uh, people ask the question about why the Detroit Mercy game is going to be on a Monday night, and that ties in with the IUPUI game in that when you play IUPUI, you have you have a week where you have three games. That's just the way that the schedule works out. IUPUI's played a lot of uh, a lot of Monday night games. Uh, you look at it this week, uh, Purdue, Fort Wayne, and Cleveland State will play each other next next Monday. That is like the uh, the swing week, I guess, I guess you could say in the in the schedule. Yes, it really is, and and here's here's what it is, okay. So this was a, you know, we lost UIC to the Missouri Valley in the middle of last year. So you're thrown, well, we got to have our conference schedule. We can't, you know, you don't have time to really dissect into how we make it fair and how we make it right. So for one year, they put a schedule together and um, they picked a team and it was IUPUI and probably because they were the last team to come into the league that was what's called the lone wolf. Everybody else has a travel partner and they don't. So on the night that you play your travel partner, you're, the week you play your travel partner, you're going to play them. Well, there has to be, you know, they got to play both of us. So there has to be three nights that week. And uh, you can't make IUPUI play every Monday. So some, some teams like Fort Wayne and uh, Cleveland State are playing tonight because last week they had, you know, IUPUI on one on Thursday, one on Saturday and tonight. So that's why that is. Uh, I will let everybody know that the the conference has come up. It's being voted on shortly. Uh, if Steve were here, he could probably give me more clarity on where we're at with it. But next year that we're going to go away from the travel partners and we're going to see our game days probably change. There will be many Wednesday-Saturday games instead of Thursday-Saturday because one of the things that we as coaches bitch about all the time is it's really difficult with one-day prep. You know, we, we played an unbelievable game against Robert Morris on Thursday, and we had one day to prep for Youngstown. They had one day to prep for us, too, so it's fair, but it's not it's, – it, it's It doesn't lend the highest quality basketball possible. Yeah, you, right. you have two days. Of, you know, now we, we finished our game at 9 o'clock on, on Thursday night, and we're playing again at 3 o'clock on Saturday. You know, you, you get another 24 hours in there to help with uh, conditioning of your legs and things like that. But more importantly, you get another 24 hours with your players to go over it, to get a game plan and go over it. And 
uh, I think you'll see higher quality of play with that. So I think the league is on board with that. Now there's a couple teams that they're, it's going to be a modified schedule because, you know, financially you can't, and you can't miss class if you go to Green Bay and Milwaukee. You know, you can't go up there on a Tuesday and stay there through Saturday. You just can't miss all that class. So I think when we go up to Wisconsin, it, it will still be Thursday, Saturday. But for the most parts of the schedule, it'll be going Wednesday, Saturday. And then the other great thing that comes out of that is you don't see things like our schedule where we've got four straight on the road now. You know, and we started, you know, on the road and then four straight here and then, you know, four home games. To You won't see that. It'll be more away home, away home, away home, which is fair. You know, it, it's uh, – it's just a more competitive schedule, and I believe it's going to get uh, put in play next year. And, and lends to higher quality basketball too, which is which is the goal, you know, in yeah, today's well, day you, and age. You want to play your best every night. It's hard to do, uh, and especially when your league's as competitive. And this year, like I said earlier, this, I've never seen the league as balanced as it is. If Robert Morris is the ninth place team, you know, in the league, which I think that's where they're stationed right now, this is one hell of a league. Because <laughs> Robert Morris is really good, and uh, so I, it's just the league is really good this year. And it's, I mean, I think six losses are probably going to win it. If somebody can go fifteen and five, I think they'll win it. Um, you know, right now you think of Northern Kentucky and Youngstown, but Youngstown and Milwaukee play this weekend at Milwaukee. Then they got to turn around and play again at, at Youngstown. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. I mean, you're going to see. You know, we're sitting a game out. And we got a, we we stole a game at Northern Kentucky. We got to go to Youngstown or Robert Morris, those places. We got to steal one there, and then we got to win our home games. All right, today's Greg Campy show is brought to you in part by farmer-owned Prairie Farms. Dedicated farmers, happy cows, real milk. Drink local with Prairie Farms. When we come back, we will be joined by Brian Borchard, who played for the Golden Grizzlies in the early and mid-'90s. We'll talk about how Oakland has grown and among some other – you know we're going to get into some Greg Campy stories too. This is the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. You don't have to play for the Pistons to be treated by the same doctors who keep the team at their best. I can't dunk in size 18 sneakers, but I can play 18 holes. I don't box out defenders in mesh shorts, but my hip is back in the game. I'm not a Piston, but I'm running on all cylinders after back surgery. I am Henry. I am Henry. Henry Ford Health, official team physicians of the Detroit Pistons. And you. Visit henryford.com slash team docs. With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at OUCreditUnion.org. Here in Michigan, we're used to keeping ourselves busy all winter long. Whether that's enjoying mugs of hot chocolate by the fireplace or a late night of movie watching. And at DTE, we want to help keep that winter fun going while saving you money. With our online interactive home, you can find ways to save throughout yours, from your kitchen to your living room. Stay cozy and save. Head to DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. 
They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome back to RJ's Pub here in Rochester Hills. It is the Greg Campy Show. He is Coach Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Tonight's show brought to you by Henry Ford Sports Medicine, the official team physicians for Oakland University and you. For more information, visit henryford.com backslash athletes. Right now, as promised, we are joined by Brian Borchard, who played for Greg Campy in the early and mid-90s. Give it up for Brian, everybody. Of course, when the Golden Grizzlies back then, Brian, yeah. were the pioneers. Yeah, we were the pioneers. Yeah. So I don't – the Golden Grizzly thing is kind of new for me. <laughs> I like it much better, though. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I, and yeah. appreciate you, number one, sure. you know, finding some time to jump on here absolutely. with us. And I think you'll bring a lot of perspective to how far mm-hmm. Oakland University has come when you when you pulled up here for the first time in a long time, what what was the what was the biggest thing that blew your mind? Yeah, I was blown away. I came I came back for a game. I don't know, maybe how long ago was that coach? Ten or twelve, fifteen years ago, maybe. Um, so I sort of saw the new arena, but I didn't really see all of it or see all of the campus. Um, so last night I came in. My daughter's here for a, a, a soccer camp, and we drove around. And I'm like, I, I besides the main road, so much of this place is new. Um, and it's beautiful, and it's, you know, I, I'm trying to remember, okay, my dorm was here. I remember, you know, going across the bridge at the pond and getting, back then it was Lepley Center. Like, right. I don't know what, you know, the O-Arena, to me, it's still Lepley Center. So it was, <laughs> it was neat to see the old court that they have down in the hallway with Lepley, Lepley uh, Center on it. But, um, yeah, it, it blew me away how beautiful this campus is. It's always been a beautiful campus. That's what I loved about it. Uh, my my undergrad was in biology, so I love the outdoors and and so much of that campus is just beautiful hiking, walking. It is a peaceful place to spend four years of your life. Uh, yeah, Brian, I do have to ask you this too. Um, you know, you you have some pretty some pretty good stories. Some we can tell, some we can't tell. You know, which is always the mark sure. of, of having good stories. Um, but. You know, like as far as the facilities, like mm-hmm. you, I'm sure you rolled up here and you saw the dorms and the new buildings and everything yeah. like that. What about in terms of athletics as well? What what were the facilities yeah. like back when you played versus what they are now? Well, the old arena is, is so much nicer than what the old Lovely Center was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, back then, basically, that was a kind of a glorified high school court, really. Um, so to hear that there's, uh, you know, a thousand students in there, games, really, really is awesome to hear. And then, you know, to go down... Um, one of the first things we saw kind of on our tour um, for the soccer camp was the weight room. And when I was here, there was no weight room. They got us a gold membership card, and we would go to Gold's Gym and lift weights, <laughs> which is nice. But the problem is, is I, I was there one day working out, and if you guys remember Lomas Brown for the Lions, he weighed about 900 pounds. and, and Could lift about 900 yeah, pounds. Yeah, so I'm working on a bench press over here, you know, and I weighed probably a buck 85 in college. And Lomas is benching next to me, and he's got, you know, 2,000 pounds on the rack, <laughs> and he asked me if I could spot him. <laughs> and I'm like, like, you know, I hope you don't need my help because there's no <laughs> chance I'm getting this thing off your chest. 
But uh, it, just so many great stories about that. I remember Barry Sanders came to the gym one night, and he and I shot around for like a half hour, just him and I, and um, a lot of great stories like that. But, you know, the, the, the facilities are, are um, you know, like I said, the gym is nice, and, and there's just so many things that, that, you know, I remember, try to remember, you know, where Coach's office was or – you know, and I, and I went back there with him today, and one thing that really struck me is, and I took a picture of it because, um, well, it kind of made me proud. Um, you know, I saw this door, and it said, I'm an Oakland, Oakland University basketball athlete, and I'll honor the traditions and values of those that carried the brick before me. Yeah. And You, you know, were I, you were the one that carried yeah, the brick. Yeah, I mean, I played yeah. here 28 years ago. There's no, I'm not in any murals anywhere. I you know, there's no record. I'm not in anybody's record book, but uh, you know, for me, I'm proud of being one of the guys that carried a brick. And you know, I hope the guys there today understand, you know, what how much they have compared to what it was like 30 years ago, and 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 how far the programs come, and how coach has kind of been the shepherd all the way through that whole process. And and, uh, you know, so it's it's really nice to see. It's been great to catch up with him. I can't believe I have more gray hair than he has now, but. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was, it's been a really surreal experience for me, and, and it's just a beautiful campus. And um, it's just kind of like I've always told people back home in Toledo, it's like a little hidden gem up here. You know, everyone wants to talk about state and central and, but it's such a good mixture of good academics, good athletics. It's a beautiful campus. It's a safe campus. It's in a great, you know, community. There's just so many positives. I can't even think of anything negative that a recruit would have coming here. Uh, when you look at it, too, from, from your time, mm -hmm. and I'm sure you kept close tabs on everything that was going on. You, know, you, you mentioned the facilities and having to work out in, in, a, in a gold gym and stuff like that. When you look at this program, and how far it's come mm -hmm. to you see them go to the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. Then you see them you know, games on ESPN, mm -hmm. uh, games on radio, all this kind of stuff that, that big-time big time college basketball programs do. What did that feel like as, as you watch this unfold and then, you yeah. know, going through that dominant stretch that they had in the early 2010s mm -hmm. and back-to-back -back NCAA tournaments and beating top ten teams in the nation and power five schools and stuff yeah. like that. What, what kind of went through your mind as you saw that all well, unfold? It, it makes a lot of us that were here during those early times when, you know, the late D2 years, um, it, you know, it brings about a sense of pride in, in, yeah. in the university. Like when I came up here, you know, Oakland really wasn't very well known, right? It was a Division two school, and um, I had transferred in from a Division one school, um, but it really wasn't well known. And, and now, you know, I'm driving around Toledo and there's the bear, you know, sign. There's advertising. People right. know about it. So, you know, you turn on ESPN and I see coach run up and down the sidelines. And um, so, you, you know, it brings about a sense of pride in all the guys that were here before that, you know, now there's recognition for the program that, that we all, you know, uh, sweat, bled. Right. You know, worked, worked uh, extremely hard to, to try to help to, to get that to where it is now. Uh, speaking of that, that's a great segue. We call it in the broadcasting business. That's a great segue. Oh, okay. Coach Campy. Great. I'm yes. sure, I'm sure now, Campy. you know, back then he was much more mellow, I'm sure. Oh. Or is he much more mellow, is he much more mellow yeah. now? Well, I've Which a, one? I've actually known Coach longer than he's been at Oakland. Um, he coached my brother at the University of Toledo. 
when, when I was in grade school. So I've known Coach, you know, pretty much my whole life. Um, you know, and, and I, I, there isn't anybody that I know that's as intelligent as Coach Campion is competitive as him. And he hates to lose, and he doesn't understand um, people that aren't like that, you know. And he, 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 he brings the best out of you when it comes to competition. Um, you know, he expects a certain standard in his players, his student-athletes that I'm sure he does today that he did, you know, 25, 30 years ago. So, you know, that's what I'm thankful for, that I had somebody in my life when I needed it to, um, you know, it wasn't easy. It wasn't um, glamorous. But, he, you know, he, he taught me, you know, hard work, discipline, uh, work ethic, doing things the right way. I can remember I, I, didn't, I, I didn't perform very well in the class, and at that point I thought I was going to be an orthopedic surgeon. And somehow he found out about it, and I was in his office the next day, and I can remember him going, how in the world do you think you're going to be a doctor with this grade? Um, so I, I'm thankful for those things, you know. It, it's not always the, the – scoring 30 points or being all league or an all American or being on a mural in a gym. To me, it's all the little lessons along the way that he probably didn't even realize he was teaching us. Which I'm sure in the heat um, of the moment was exactly what's going through your mind, right? When he's well, getting into you guys and everything, no, you're thinking, wow, this no. is really going to develop me later no, on. That, right? <laughs> that's not the case. <laughs> no, but you know, after Years down the, 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 the road, I became a varsity head basketball coach. And um, so I got to see things on the other side. And I've been coaching basketball for the last 25 years at various levels. And it's different, you know, when you're a player and you're in that ultra-competitive mode. And it's, you know, you, you got to come in and compete every day because, uh, you know, they're, you're trying to win a spot and keep a spot and, you know, you have new recruits coming in and, and there's just so much competition that you don't, you don't realize what the coaches are going through until you get in their shoes for a little bit and you realize that you got to care for everybody. You have to develop everybody. You have to communicate with everybody. And it's so much more difficult as a coach than it ever was as a player because all I had to do was worry about me. Right. But when I'm a head coach, i got to worry about everybody. Um, so to me, that's when, you know, those those things that coach taught us start coming to my mind, you know, things, that, the, the hard lessons, you know, it wasn't always easy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there were games we played well, like he said, you know, uh, and, and there's games that, that we, we played well, games we were terrible. He let us know and he pushed us to, to be better. Give me your best Greg Campy story. You, you, I know you're prepared for this moment. Oh uh, when you goodness. knew you were coming on, you knew you were going to get asked the question. What, what's the, now, for air, this is a family show, okay. as you can see here yeah. at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Uh, this <laughs> isn't like Sirius XM radio or anything like that. But you know, what, 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 is yeah. your, what is your favorite Greg Campy story throughout the well, years? Well, there's, there's a lot of them. There, you know, there was a time um, in, a, in a halftime where we were running in, into the locker room, and he said, no, you guys aren't, aren't done. We're we're going to spend half time doing sprints. Um, like, so the, during, like during the game? During the game, yeah. So okay. we, we, ran some, we ran some sprints during the game. Uh, my favorite one, though, had nothing to do with basketball. We were up at, uh, I think, Michigan Tech back in the old GLIAC days. And we were in a hotel room, and somebody had brought – that's when video games just started, right? So we had somebody had a Sega whatever back then. Genesis, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we were playing Jeopardy. Well, I don't know – Coach is ultra competitive. He's ultra smart, and it's Coach, myself, and I think Ty McGregor were playing. And we get to the final Jeopardy round, 
and I know Coach is going to risk all of his money. Like, I just know it. Oh, he, yeah. You probably don't even remember this, but this is, like, one of my favorite memories of you. So I'm going to, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to risk any money because all three of us are probably going to get this question wrong. And then I'm going to win because I know he's going to risk all of his money. And sure enough, he did. And when he found out I didn't risk any money, oh, he, yeah, he let me have it in that hotel room. He got, he got mad at you. He got mad I, at I you because you didn't bet any money. I wasn't being a competitor, yeah. right? Like, and I'm going, you know, okay, I know where you're going to go. 100% that's Yeah, him. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he so, got mad at you. Yeah. No, <laughs> for winning. Yeah. yeah. And because he didn't get the question right. Yeah. He got mad at you. Yeah. No, yeah. There's a lot of great stories. <laughs> you know, it'd be – It'd be fun to get the guys together and, and, and talk about those days and, uh, you know, uh, stories of, uh, you know, Mike Malone was our, one of our, he was a graduate assistant, I think. And then one day I'm surfing through the TV and he's coaching with the Cavs. And I'm like, how right. in the world did, you know, t- to us, he was like one of us back in those days. And, and so, coached yeah, the NBA All-Star. And I was going to yeah. ask you about that, but I mean, th- those are when you reconstruct the mm-hmm. Oakland basketball program and you go back through the annals of time, yeah. it's filled with stories like that. Like Mike Malone, who coached yeah. the NBA All-Star game, was you know, was on Greg Campy's staff back in the early to mid-'90s. And what you find as the years go by, the stories don't become about the games. They become about the experiences. Right. You know, the road trips in the hotel, the bus rides, going across the Mackinac Bridge in whiteout conditions. Oh. Um, you know, those old days. Uh, you know, the those are the, the, the funny things, the experiences that we remember, right? And, yeah. and to me, those, those are the things I cherish and I keep with me and I, and I appreciate. No, well, Brian, I certainly do appreciate you taking some time too. And, and this is something whenever I get a chance to talk about, you know, you talked about the guys that carry the brick. I always remind yeah. them, you know, I, I came to school. I was going to high school around that time sure. to start a high school. I ended up going to Oakland because of the basketball program. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why. So, you know, you, you played a big part. And setting that up to what it is today, and here we are, man. So well, thank you. For I really that appreciate you did. it. This has been fun, and it's been great reconnecting with Coach and seeing the school, and and this has been it, it, it's been nice. It's been too long, and, and I'm not gonna. Uh, next time I'll be back much sooner. No, so. All right. Well, Brian, we appreciate your time, my okay. friend. Thank you very thank you. much. Yeah, absolutely. Brian Borchard, everybody, give it up. And former Golden Grizzlies player, when we come back, it's that time. Get your Twitter questions out there. Send us a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy. We will get to those coming up next. It is the Greg Campy Show live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. At Lincoln of Troy, we always put our customers first. And even with the current vehicle shortage, we're committed to keeping you one step ahead. If you plan to turn in your lease or buy a new vehicle within the next few months, now is the time to come in and place your retail order. Not only does it ensure that you get the vehicle of your choice, but you can save up to $1,200. It's still a great time to buy a Lincoln. And our goal at Lincoln of Troy is to make sure your next vehicle is ready when you are. Let us put you at the front of the line. They say one great thing leads to another. And that's especially true when you visit a Great Clips salon. When you sit down for a haircut with the skilled and friendly stylist at one of our thousands of convenient Great Clips locations, they'll not only make your hair look great, they'll make you feel great too. And that's something you can't help but share with the world. Download our online check-in app today and opt in to get a ready next text when you're up next. Great Clips. It's going to be great. You don't have to play for the Pistons to be treated by the same doctors who keep the team at their best. I can't dunk in size 18 sneakers, but I can play 18 holes. I don't box out defenders in mesh shorts, but my hip is back in the game. 
I'm not a piston, but I'm running on all cylinders after back surgery. I am Henry. I am Henry. Henry Ford Health, official team physicians of the Detroit Pistons. And you. Visit henryford.com slash team docs. With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at OUCreditUnion.org. to RJ's Pub here in Rochester Hills. Back at it. Second half of the Greg Campy Show. Live from RJ's Pub as we said. And the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Pino Insurance Agency. The LLC of Mimic Insurance caters to the educational market. If you're looking for affordable insurance and a knowledgeable insurance agency, go online to pinoinsurance.com. That's P-I-N-O insurance.com today. Big thank you to Greg Hessen back in our Odyssey studios as well. And, Camp, you know, we, we always talk about how this, this very well could be the fastest-growing radio show in the world, and it is the highest-rated radio show on this station at this time. And for the first time today, a sitting president as well, President Peskovitz, is here yeah. in the House. Hey, you know, the, the stock just keeps, ri- it just keeps rising, doesn't it, Camp? Yeah, I, I, uh, I was a little shocked when I saw it came in. <laughs> so I've got to make sure that I use the right words uh, now. <laughs> Uh, before we move on, though, I want to say one thing about Brian. I just got a text from someone in Toledo who's listening to the show, and they said that he is getting an honor. He's going into the, Ma- the Maumee High School Hall of Fame. So I didn't know that, and he didn't even tell me that. So congratulations. Oh, congratulations, Brian. Brian. Yeah, absolutely. Also, uh, he said, you know, he's not in any record books, but he played in one of the all-time weirdest, greatest games ever at Oakland University that probably nobody here was was around at the time or saw us play. We once scored 189 points in a game. We beat a team 189 to 105. We, we, we led the nation in scoring that year. We were a Division II team, and the game before that game, we went to the University of Toledo and beat them. And our two star players on that team got hurt in the game. So our next game was Madonna, not the singer, not her team. Uh, there's a university. And, again, we were Division Two at the time. They were an NAI school, and they had a coach that played like the old Loyola Marymount teams. And for some reason, he thought he could do that against us. And we made 27 threes in that game. We were 27 of 54 from the three. We scored 189 points, and we had 90 at halftime. And my, my biggest shame as a coach, the worst thing I've ever done in coaching, being up 189 to 104 or whatever they had, there was a – we had the ball, and you know – or they had the ball at the end of the game with like five seconds to go, and we fouled on purpose. And I, I did that. And I did it because we were, could have become the first team in the history of the game to score 100 points and a half. And, of course, the basketball gods struck me down because we fouled. They made the free throws. We came down and missed. So it might have been the only shot we missed on that. But the reason I bring this up is Brian had 35 in that game, right? 
Is that the right number, 35? Yeah, I, yeah, you know what the number yeah, was. Yeah, I love that, Kim. You know what the <laughs> oh, number yeah, was. Some, yeah, somewhere around You 35. scored 30-some points in a game. You know what that number was. But I, I remember it as 35, and I think you were like 6 or 7 or something from the 3. It was unbelievable. So. You were the guy that missed a shot. Of course. Ah, a reverse, of course. Right of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right, let's go on. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, Twitter. Hashtag AskCampy. We're chopping it up here. Uh, we missed this one. It came in right under the gun last week. Uh, but Nancy and Jim Douglas want to know, hashtag AskCampy, where were you when you found out that you were the sexiest co coach in mid-major basketball? Did you text Drew Valentine and say, ha-ha? This is a real tweet. <laughs> and this is the truth. I was at home probably laying in my underwear. <laughs> Just... Watching a game on TV, and a buddy of mine sent me a text and said, really? And I wrote back, what are you talking about? And he sent me the article, and that's how I actually found out about it. I think I stood up and went and looked in the mirror. Yeah, to confirm, right? And I realized how bad that article was. <laughs> Oh, boy. There's Why no did we have to bring up stuff like that? The president. The president, Pascovitz. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the Greg Campy Show, President Pascovitz. Uh, we'll, we'll have you on next to follow that up. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's get this back on the rails if we can. Uh, Pittsburgh Marty with the hashtag Ask Campy. Uh, not the weekend you want at camp, but not much you can do if Youngstown State's top two scores go 75% from three. I know you're not one to think of head, but off the top of your head, what adjustments will you consider when you play Youngstown State at their place? We'll talk about that after the game, Marty. The, the radio show after that game, we're not going to talk about it now. I, we think we know what we have to do and what we can do, and that's not something that publicly, uh, you know, we want to put out right now. I mean, if people in Ohio are listening, who knows who's listening. So, um, But we will make adjustments. Uh, that They did some things that, you know, I think late in the game, a couple of the baskets they made uh, – we're just, we were tired. We had made a run at him, and, and we couldn't catch him, and I think we kind of got tired at the end. So, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that game. But, again, i got to go back to what we said earlier. We're a game out of first. We hold our uh, everything in our own hands, and we have to win Thursday. And that's all. Yeah, the whole focus right now is just to win Thursday. And then after Thursday, whoever we play after that, we'll focus on that. Uh, Horizon Matt wants to know, hashtag Ask Campy. Camp, what does your mom think about her son as a Division One coach after all these years? What did she think when you first started here so many years ago? Well, uh, for the people that might not know, my mom uh, went into hospice, and uh, uh, who knows how long. I, I'm sure she's listening tonight. Mom, how are you doing? Um, but uh, so to answer that question, I mean, she's obviously like any mother. She thinks that I'm the greatest thing that was ever out there. She, I, the funny story is my son, when that sexy thing came out, obviously you can imagine how within the family the tweets, or the, the not tweets, the text messages, text messages were flowing. <laughs> and my son, my oldest son, uh, sent a text that night that said, my mom's name is Mary. And uh, he sent a text, he goes, Greg Campy uh, received, and this is true, Greg Campy received 41%, I think it was, of the voting for this. 
and uh, a research company found out that 41% of, of the votes were casted by someone named Mary. <laughs> that was the text that went out that night. Yeah. And that's my mom. I would, that, that might have happened. I wouldn't have said that. So, uh, yeah, she's, I mean, my mom was the, 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 you know, my father was a coach. So she had lived the life of a coach. And, you know, the last, one of the things my father said to me is he did not want me to go into coaching. Um, but she was always the one, you know, she, she's been, you know, special, like everybody's mom, everybody's mom's that way. We all, you know, but, uh, you know, this point in life comes and she's 96 years old. She had a hell of a life. Um, Jimmy Kennedy, our producer, uh, here during the radio broadcast at 97.1, the ticket, uh, HD3 and 1270 AM. He's got an ass campy for you. Uh, he's in the house here tonight, by the way. Uh, after the tough loss to Youngstown State, what was your message to the players and to the fans as you prepare for both IUPUI and Detroit Mercy? Well, I think the message to the players w was, you know, just hang your, you know, put your head up and walk out of here. We're, we're playing great. Instead of five in a row, we've won five out of six, and we ran into a buzzsaw. I mean, we, we ran into a team that, that is a very good team that played a great game. And pat them on the back and glad this wasn't in March. You know, glad it wasn't in March. And we still, as I've said four times already tonight, we still hold our destiny in our own hands, and that's on you. Um, and uh, at about 6.30 the next morning, Jalen Moore texts everybody on the team. We have a team text thing. Um, let's start the new streak today. And uh, that's exactly what you want your captain saying, and, and everything's positive. I, our kids really believe. You know, they believe. And, and no one in this league, like I said earlier, you're going to lose five or six games in this league to win it. And we just now we got to go get, you know, the game Thursday. Uh, Austin Davis, who's also here in the house, says hashtag Ask Campy. Uh, when somebody transfers out of Oakland, is there an exit interview or any of that kind of process at all? Why are you thinking of transferring? Are you, are you transferring Austin? Is that, is that what it is? <laughs> Transfer the fan portal? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to have a deal with Dr. Pepper, I think, you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yes, all our seniors, and this this is our athletic director, you know, we, we're blessed to have a uh, tremendous man as our athletic director, as a person, and also he's been there. He's the only athletic director in – now, there, we had one other athletic director I liked better than him, and that was me. <laughs> but other than that, you know, um, he's been there, and that's the difference. He's been at Nebraska. He's been at Miami of Florida. He's been at Wisconsin. He's been at Ohio State. So he knows the inner workings of it. So one of the things he does at the end of the year is we, he, he has a senior exit interview with everybody. And then anybody that's transferring, he offers the, the exit interview to. And most of the young men and women that leave Oakland as transfers don't take that exit interview for some reason. Uh, but it's there, and he does it one-on-one. -on -one. So I'm not sure what the question is pointing at. Uh, I think he was just curious, you know. But I'm, I, I don't know if he talked to Micah or not, if that was, you know, as we're talking about basketball. Okay. Just curious, yeah, just curious about it. Um, there's one more I'm going to get to, but I'm going to save this one for the last segment of the show when we come back from the next break. Time That's for cool a break already? Yeah, it's cooking. Yeah. You're talking too much tonight. Yeah. I think I am. You're right. 
You're, I think you're right, Cam. Don't you? We'll carry. You can carry it the rest. All right. You can carry it the rest of the way. Uh, we'll take our final break when we come back. The last segment of this week's Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here in Michigan, we're used to keeping ourselves busy all winter long. Whether that's enjoying mugs of hot chocolate by the fireplace or a late night of movie watching. And at DTE, we want to help keep that winter fun going while saving you money. With our online interactive home, you can find ways to save throughout yours, from your kitchen to your living room. Stay cozy and save. Head to DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. At Lincoln of Troy, we always put our customers first. And even with the current vehicle shortage, we're committed to keeping you one step ahead. If you plan to turn in your lease or buy a new vehicle within the next few months, now is the time to come in and place your retail order. Not only does it ensure that you get the vehicle of your choice, but you can save up to $1,200. It's still a great time to buy a Lincoln. And our goal at Lincoln of Troy is to make sure your next vehicle is ready when you are. Let us put you at the front of the line. They say one great thing leads to another. And that's especially true when you visit a Great Clips salon. When you sit down for a haircut with the skilled and friendly stylist at one of our thousands of convenient Great Clips locations, they'll not only make your hair look great, they'll make you feel great too. And that's something you can't help but share with the world. Download our online check-in app today and opt in to get a ready next text when you're up next. Great Clips. It's going to be great. Chester Hill's final segment of the show. My name is Neil Rule. Of course, he is a coach of Greg Campy. Happy to have you guys with us here tonight. In the final segment of the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by Henry Ford Sports Medicine, the official team physicians for Oakland University and you. For more information, visit henryford.com backslash athletes. Uh, camp this week coming up. We will hit the road on Wednesday. Go to downtown Indianapolis, square up with IUPUI. And then uh, there's a certain game on Monday night as well before we address that one. Uh, just kind of your overall thoughts of IUPUI right now. There we go. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Uh, their coach is a very competitive person. He, uh, I've actually thought very high, highly of him and thought about hiring him at one time. Uh, he's been there. He played at that school. They went to the NSA tournament when he was the senior there. I think he's going to do a good job, um, and, you know, he's rebuilding something, and uh, they're very young. They've got some talent, and they're a team that is going to beat, like I said earlier, they're going to beat somebody, and, and as Smitty said to me when we left the office, we got to make sure it's not us, and that's the whole game. I don't care about how we play. I don't care about anything. we got to find a way to walk out of that arena one point ahead, and if we do, then everything's great. 
Uh, Monday night, of course, uh, Detroit Mercy, and I know you got to take care of business with IUPUI, but you're the coach, I'm the media, so I get to talk about you know that kind of stuff, and the fans are the fans, and they get to think about that kind of stuff, um, which leads me to the last hashtag Ask Campy question. Uh, this comes from MDFun89. It says, hashtag Ask Campy, what has not happened in the last 2,928 days? How many? 2,928 days. Ohio State hasn't beaten Michigan in football. <laughs> somebody else hasn't beaten somebody either, but we're not going to talk about now, that. But, hey, you know, camp. But, hey, again, Detroit Mercy, Oakland, the crowds, the media. Yeah. It's, it's become an event, though, Campy. And, and the fans, they are into this, man, because as, and you've described it as this before. You talk about Michigan-Ohio State. This is our Michigan-Ohio State here. So we talk about uh, beating Detroit. Not every day, but many, many, many days out of the year that's discussed, and the players know how I feel about it. They know what the rivalry means to me, and this is a critical game for us this season, but it's also we have a chance to make history in this game, and uh, we were deprived of that chance last year because of COVID. We didn't get to play there, um, but we have beaten uh, Detroit six consecutive times in that building. That building is one of the historic college basketball campus facilities in the country. Uh, the only one that's probably been around longer with more than, and more tradition than Callahan Hall is uh, the Palestra in Philadelphia. I went to games as a four-year-old in Callahan Hall. I was in there when... Uh, they played Memphis State and sold the place out. I was I was in there as a player. I was, you know, played against Vitel's teams. And I know the history of that building. And if we win, right now we're tied with Marquette for the longest winning streak in that building. Marquette had it at six. We tied it two years ago and we won four games or two games in that building that night. And when, during COVID, we played back-to-back. -back. So we won those two games to give us six straight in there. Uh, last year, the game was canceled because of COVID. So this is our chance to break Mark. You know, we'll have seven if we win, and Marquette will have six. And I don't know how long that building will be around, but it, it's going to be hard for somebody to break that record. So for me, it's against your arch rival to do something like that would be quite a feather in our camp, and uh, it's a big, big game for me personally. Uh, yeah, I know. Absolutely it is. And, and we've gone through, the you know, the annals of time and how that all kind of came to be and, and all those types of things. But that is a reminder. There, there will not be a Greg Campy show next Monday here at RJ's Pub because we'll all be down at Callahan Hall uh, squaring up with Detroit Mercy. So I know that's what everybody will be doing. So uh, we'll, we'll have it down there. We'll have the party uh, down there. Final couple minutes of the show here, Camp. Just kind of anything else you got for the people? No. Happy MLK Day, by the way. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So uh, good to be here with you. Yeah, Brian Brian got on campus, and it looked a lot like when he was here. And I explained to him, well, that's because it's closed. <laughs> 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 it's changed a lot since you were here. But what, what, are, what are some of your reactions to, to to what Brian talked about? And you and I, I don't think we really get into that a lot, like kind of the formative years of Oakland. And I think when you're in it the way that you're in it, because you've been the coach the whole time, when you're in it that whole time, do you ever – go back and think about those things and think about how far this thing has come in that amount of time? Well, you, no, but what you do is you have interaction like with Brian today and, and you know, Brian will find that out as a player in, in another 15 years 
when he sees kids that he's coached that are so successful. I mean, he's going in the Hall of Fame and things like that. And you go back and you listen to them and hear what they have to say. It's what makes this, it's what makes what you've done in your career so valuable. And, you know, it's not about, you know, how many rings or anything like that. It's it's about, like he said, it's not about the games that he remembers. It's the, I forgot about that Jeopardy. I think I got that final question right. I mean, I, I can't believe I missed one, you know. Um, but those are the things. And, you know, I, I, I'm blessed that, you know, the Champagnes are still here. You know, Riziki, uh, uh Scott Bittinger, who was the first recruit that I ever had uh, last year, was uh, honored. I can't remember his award, but, um, you know, I went to the award banquet. He, he received, I think, a distinguished alumni or something like that. And they did a video of him, and, and the things he said about playing basketball gave me chills. You know, to see that on the screen, and Scott's in his 50s now. And, uh, you know, so those are the things that I remember. When he talked about the the trip across the bridge, I'm fearful of heights, and I'll never forget. I didn't I'm know. terrified of bridges, Camp. Yeah. Hate him. I did not know that Lake Superior was in our league, and the first time we went there, I didn't know that we had to cross the Mackinac. I'm from Ohio. I mean, I didn't. And we saw that bridge coming up. From, and, like, miles away, too. And, and I was like, what's that? <laughs> and uh, they were telling me, and I was like, we're not going over that. And I had read about the Hugo or whatever that car the, was. The Hugo. The Hugo that got blown off that bridge, right? And I'm like, we're, we're, we are not going over that bridge. I mean, we're going to take a boat. Uh, there's no boat in January. So uh, I remember putting the blanket, you know, the blanket over my head and, Somebody tapped me on the shoulder when we were over it. I mean, I, those are the things that I remember. We played up there. Tom Ford became our trainer. And this, he, he, took, he took the job. We lost our trainer, which is another story, in, Jan, in December. He got there, and the first trip he took was over the bridge. Lake Superior to northern Michigan. The bus heating system broke. Honest to God. His first, and he came from Texas. And... Halfway between Lake Superior and Marquette, you could write your name in the frost on the inside. The players had gone into their uniform bags and had gotten their game socks and had their game socks, you know. I mean, yeah. it was so cold on that bus. And there's nothing there. There's like, we can't stop at the, even a Motel 6 or something. I mean, there's nothing on that stretch. At least there was 30 years ago. That's pretty uh, much the same from, what, I, from yeah. what I've heard, yeah. But, but, I mean, those are the things. I mean, Tom Ford, we... Even to this day, you know, we make jokes about that. And uh, those, are, those are what are the valuable things of what we've done. Yes, we want to win, and, of course, that's the whole purpose of doing this. But uh, years later, seems, this made my day seem, Brian. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, final minute and a half of the show camp. Uh, final minute, actually. Last, yeah, what's the last uh, – What's the last words here for the uh, final minute of the show, Camp? I just want to thank everybody that, that, that came out again tonight. Um, it's kind of cool to see the room full and, yes. and the excitement with going on with Oakland basketball. And I'm happy for my players that they're playing so good. And it's a big week for us. If we get these two, uh, you know, we get to go to Youngstown and, and see 
see where we're at. And run it back, yep. as, as they would say. We do get to run it back. We appreciate everybody running it back here from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. That'll do it for the Greg Campy Show. For the head coach, Greg Campy, my name is Neil Rule. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Well, see you later.